Good morning, Branches. Welcome to Church at Home. Um, settle in because I think for the next several weeks we're going we're gonna to have Church at Home just like this. This morning we're going to continue with our series that we've been in called The Four R's of Making Disciples. And this morning we'll be looking in Matthew chapter 28. And the, the word we're going to look at is reproduce. If you remember, Jesus said, for the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. And we saw this with, within Jesus' ministry that he, he was moving, he was active, and he was seeking those that needed to be in relationship with him. And, and for us as disciples of Jesus, we are called to make disciples. And that's kind of the, what we're going to look at this morning, the main point of what we're going to look at this morning. And, and I, I wanted us to just consider, how did Jesus do it? What did Jesus do? What was um, some strategies he used? And so we've come up with these four R's to making disciples. If you remember, the first R was reach. And, and the idea of, of the word reach is that Jesus looked for people who needed to know his love. Look for people that needed to be in a relationship with him, and he reached out to to those people. And our our challenge was for us to look past the the regular people in our life and look to the fringes and to see the people in our life that that need Jesus and to reach out and engage those people. Last week we talked about the word restore and how how Jesus came to restore back all of creation to to the pre-sin condition that it was. And, and just during this time with, with the coronavirus, I see a lot, of, a lot of prayers on social media of people asking for Jesus to restore our land. And so this idea of, of restoration goes far beyond on him restoring us from the epidemic of pre, um, pre-epidemic, pre-coronavirus to restoring all of all of our land and all of God's creation. And this morning the word is reproduced. And, and the scripture we find is Matthew 28, and it's verse 18 through 20. And this is a scripture that if you've been around branches, you are super familiar with the scripture. We look at it several times a year because it is our it is our calling, it is our sending that that Jesus gives us. So just let me read it, Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. It says, Jesus came and he told his disciples that I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. When we've looked at these these few verses, some of the, the key points that we see is that First, Jesus has authority to be sending us out to, to reproduce other disciples. Second, he gives us this, this command, this mandate for us to go. Um, he tells us what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to, to make disciples. We're supposed to baptize them. And we're supposed to teach them the, the ways of, of Jesus. And then he gives us this promise at the very end that when we go, he is with us. We will never tell somebody about Jesus without him being there by our side. And so this morning, just wanted just to reaffirm that Jesus sends us out to reproduce and make disciples. And, and, and we see that when he says, therefore, go and make disciples. And, and the main point this morning that I want to touch on is, is the word go, when he tells us to go. Because oftentimes we look at this word go and we, we think of missionaries. We think of, of this, this mandate for us to sell everything, pack up our homes, and go to some um, foreign country in order to, to, to bring Jesus to that foreign country. And I want to just 
like lean in and press into the idea that when Jesus tells us to go, it's to go to our neighbors. It's to go check on our neighbors right now during this time. It's to go and and talk to the person in the store who's who's the clerk checking out everybody while they're going crazy during, during this time. And as we looked at this, and I've seen this word go, in my mind, I've always thought of it as go, go somewhere, drop everything and go, go be a missionary. But as I dug in a little bit deeper, and I've looked at the Greek of this, and somebody had to point it out to me, because as you guys know, I don't do a whole lot of Greek. But what, when Jesus said go, what he was really saying was, as you go, as you go, go and make disciples. And so when I think of as you go, I think of it as, as I leave my house and as I go to work, make disciples. As I go to the field where my, my, my kids play in sports, I, I need to be making disciples. As I go to the grocery store to buy groceries, I need to make disciples. So as I was thinking about this idea of as I go into my everyday life and wondering, the disciples that heard Jesus say this to them face to face, how did they, how did they put this in, into their everyday life? And I remembered Peter and John in Acts chapter 3, and it's verses 1 through 11. And if you remember the story, they were going to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. And as they were approaching the temple, there was this, this man who was lame from birth, and every day he would be carried and put beside the temple gate, and he would call out and beg. And so verse 3 says, when Peter, um, he when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. And, and Peter and John looked at him intently. And Peter said, look at us. And the lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then he took the lame man by the right hand and he helped him. And as he did this, the man's feet and ankle were instantly healed and he was strengthened, and he jumped up and stood on his feet and began to walk. And, and the story goes on that he went away walking and leaping and praising God. And, and so I see that for Peter and John, they didn't get up that morning necessarily to go and, and, and bring healing to this layman. They got up to go do their daily routine, and part of their daily routine was going to the temple to worship, but they were ready to bring Jesus to those that they came into contact with. And, and with that, this man got healed and this man left that day praising God. And so what I want to encourage us is that as we go each day, we have Jesus to give to the people. And so how would you bring Jesus to the people in your life? That would be the question I would want, to, want you to ask. And, and maybe the bigger question is during this time with us being quarantined at our home or asked to not go out and be in the public, how do we bring Jesus to the, to the people in our lives? And I was, I was considering this this week, and we were doing some projects at home, and as, as most projects happen around our house, we have to make several trips to the hardware store. And luckily, we live about two minutes to Menard, so we, we uh, give ourselves grace, and we make four or five trips for one project to the hardware store. And so we were um, running back and forth to the hardware store, and I was coming into contact with the same same guy who was checking us out. And, and my thought was, it's so easy to engage people during this time because we're all dealing with the exact same thing. And a simple question to ask somebody as, as you go to the store to shop or is, hey, 
how are you being affected by the coronavirus? That's a, that's a, that's a bridge-building question because everybody has an answer. Everybody's being affected. Everybody's life is in question right now. And it's just a simple way that as we go during this time, during this next few weeks where, where our goings are, are less than normal, we can, we can bring Jesus to, to, to the people we come into contact with. Simple question. How's, how's the coronavirus affecting you? Could be that simple entry point to saying, hey, can I pray for you? Hey, I'll be praying for you. We're going to get through this, and it could bring encouragement. Here, here's the challenge I have for you. When Jesus says, go and make disciples, if you're a disciple of Jesus, this, is, this, is, this isn't an option. This is something that we are, we are commanded to do. And, and the, the, the statement I want to make is that no disciple gets to be the last link in the chain. You don't get to end the chain of disciple making. You don't get to say, I'm the last one in my line, and therefore I don't need to go and share Jesus with others. We are encouraged. We are invited. We are, we are equipped to bring Jesus to this world. And, and as Jesus came to share God's love and to restore God's creation, he invites us because he's restored us into that same um, work, if you will, of going and sharing, sharing with the world that there is something greater and more powerful than anything that this world can throw at us, and it's the love of God. And so here's, here's some take-home, or, or not even take-home because we're already, we're already home, but here's some, some things to, to ask and to answer. And some of these questions could be hard. So as you go, um, the first question is, do you share Jesus with others? Is this something on your mind? Is, is seeing past your agenda and your schedule for the day, and is that put to the second of your mind? And first is, hey, how can I bring God's love to somebody? Second, and this is probably the one that's probably the hardest to answer, is when was the last time that you shared Jesus with others? When was the last time that you stepped out of your comfort zone and engaged somebody with the love of God? And then the third question I'd have you to ask yourself is, how can I engage others during this specific time? What are some strategies you can use to engage your neighbors? What are some, some ideas you can um, employ to, to connect with the person at the grocery store, at the hardware store, or as, as life seems to have slowed down, what are some ways that we can continue to bring the love of God to Warsaw, especially especially in this time of crisis and, and uncertainty? We are the church. We are, we are the ones that, that God has, has activated to bring his kingdom to our world. And, and what a time. My, my heart says that we can, we can sit back and, and watch a lot of, of videos and a lot of Netflix and just enjoy this this break or we can use this crisis for God's kingdom would you join with me and would you would you make disciples as you go into your into your world this week